Welcome to the Marketing That Generates podcast hosted by yours truly, Lauren Powell. For over a decade, I've partnered with business owners around the globe to create and implement their digital marketing strategy. Working together with their teams, we generate more leads, more customers, and more revenue. I'm here to make your business growth simpler by making online marketing simpler. Every week, I'll be interviewing other business owners about the strategies that are keeping their marketing relevant in the long term, so they're not hammered by monthly algorithm adjustments. So are you ready to generate more leads, better leads, and more sales-ready leads online while making the most of your oh-so-valuable time? Then this is the podcast for you. Are you tired of being promised the magic pill that's going to solve all your online marketing challenges? Well, this podcast does not promise quick overnight fixes, nor a one-size-fits-all marketing formula. Instead, it will empower you to think differently and more strategically about your marketing so that you get better results. So whether you're a business owner, solopreneur, or an aspiring entrepreneur, listen in and subscribe for zero fluff and actionable takeaways. And for bonus resources, go to marketingthatgenerates.com. In our current podcast series, I interview the owners of four very different wellness businesses and we dive deep into their marketing. Today's episode is the third of that series and I interview Ashley Rowland, founder of Simplistic and a certified holistic nutritionist. Honestly, Ashley's health and wellness journey is is pretty mind blowing. Diagnosed at a very young age with a whole host of diseases and autoimmune challenges, Ashley was frustrated with the lack of answers and took her healing into her own hands. Now, having overcome everything she was diagnosed with, including infertility, Ashley is a proud and loving mom and has made it her mission to help other women facing the same struggles. Ashley, thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me, Lauren. Yeah, and you've built this incredible business helping women reverse PCOS naturally. Well, I know this topic has really received a little more intention in recent years, but for anyone who's listening, can you share a little bit more about what PCOS is and how it impacts your overall wellness as a female? Absolutely. As you said, it's kind of gained some traction. So, you know, more and more women are being diagnosed with it or maybe thinking they have it. Um, But basically the PCOS, if you see that, you know, out in the interwebs. It just stands for polycystic ovarian syndrome. And just from the get-go, I just want to say it's a metabolic condition and it's nothing more than that. And so if you've been diagnosed, if you have that, you know, painted across your forehead, throughout this whole talk, I just want you to try to um, have an open mind and try to unlearn what your doctor, even a naturopathic doctor or holistic, you know, people have taught you about it because, it can go away. Mine went away and I got pregnant and um, my clients and and core students do the same. So with PCOS, basically you're just dealing with polycystic ovarian, you know, syndrome. So your cysts, your, your ovaries have cysts on them and sometimes they can burst. Sometimes they don't, sometimes they shrink, sometimes they grow. And a lot of times women will just experience tons of discomfort, especially around the time of ovulation or their menstrual cycle as most do anyways, which is not normal, although it is common. And um, we're just going to kind of dig into some of the underlying things with that during this podcast. Amazing. Okay. So there's a couple things I want to highlight. You mentioned it's a metabolic, metabolic condition. (laughs) I apologize. apologize. Metabolic. Okay. I knew I was butchering that. Tell me a little more about what that means. So essentially when I'm talking about metabolic health or supporting our metabolism, I'm talking about supporting your body from the ground up at a cellular level. So we're focusing on your mitochondria health. We're focusing on the cells in your body. Are they being fed the correct minerals and nutrients that they need? We're focusing on your thyroid and other important glands like the adrenal glands. And all of this comes together. And then we see things like good body temperatures, good pulses, clear skin, hair is strong, nails are strong, digestion is good, sex drive is thriving, you're able to get pregnant, you're fertile. All of this is just a giant picture of what metabolic health is. So if you see that and you're like, what is what is metabolic health? What does that mean? Essentially, it's literally just this the health of your cells, which is the very being of us. Okay. And that's why from your standpoint, this is reversible because you can improve the health of your cells by approaching things differently. Absolutely. Yep. We don't have to, we don't have to just be stuck thinking that, oh, this is our diagnosis. This is, you know, what we're stuck with. And we have to go on medications to get rid of it and blah, blah, blah. 
that's exactly why I think that it's reversible. Okay. And you shared already some of the common symptoms or conditions that your patients struggle with, but maybe you could go into a little more detail about that because I think perhaps what may be a little confusing about this condition is that the symptoms are so wide ranging and it doesn't always necessarily immediately point to, hey, I have cysts on my ovaries. Absolutely. So when it comes to the symptoms that I most commonly see, whether a client is actually diagnosed with PCOS or they're just, you know, maybe thinking they have it, a lot of times you'll see like that high estrogen, you know, symptoms. So maybe you have a really painful period, you have really heavy bleeding, you have lots of cramps and aches and muscle twitches and fatigue, lethargy, low sex drive, acne, I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And and then for some women, they'll experience a physical pain, you know, in the area that their ovaries are. Some women don't experience that pain. And then some women will actually have them burst, which happened to me. And then I passed out and fell off the toilet. <laughs> then my husband rushed me to the ER. Oh my gosh. And, um, and then they're like, you're fine. And you're like, I'm not fine. But those are co- some of the common symptoms I see is just the acne, the energy loss, and... I would say, well, fatigue falls under that, but then just like, uh, just not feeling optimal, not feeling like they're thriving, not feeling like they're well. And once you go in and you mineralize your cells and you get them the magnesium and the boron and the manganese and the selenium and, you know, the calcium and everything that they need in proper ratios, then we start to see all of these symptoms dissipate. They start to go away. And it's really cool because we even see things such as symptoms of oxidative stress, which would be graying hair. A lot of my clients, they'll post pictures in our group and their hair is reversing. Like they have a gray on the bottom and now their new growth is whether it's blonde or brown or black. And they're just completely shocked because they didn't even, that wasn't even one of their goals. That is wild. And so kind of like a cool side benefit. (laughs) Yeah. And you mentioned that this was a journey you went through and, you know, I've kind of been watching that from the sidelines from what you do share on social media, but I imagine that really uh, fuels a lot of your passion for this because you experienced a lot of the same things that your, your patients are experiencing. Mm-hmm. It makes it more personal for sure. And it makes me, it makes me really excited for my clients when they come to me because I have walked it. (laughs) I walked through all the different fad diets and all the different things that the health world was, you know, shouting out, telling me to do and not to do and none of it worked. And then once I just found like, wow, maybe if I just nourish my body the way that God designed my body to be nourished, I don't know, maybe, maybe I can heal. And I truly believed I could because I just knew that something was off and I wasn't okay with continually living that way in that pain and that discomfort. And I've come such a long way from, you mentioned all the autoimmunity. I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis, celiac, Hashimoto's, I mean, Oscage slaughters, bone spurs, bursitis, the list goes on and on and on. I was down to where I could eat less than 10 foods and I'm literally on the complete other side of it now. And that is encouraging for myself. And then also for my clients because they can trust, okay, She's done this. And a lot of my clients and followers on social media, they've been with me since I was sick. So they've seen this, this journey. They saw the journey of infertility. They saw the journey of the sickness and they walked it with me. And, and now they're like, oh my gosh, like they'll meet me and they see, you know, the baby boy and, and it's just crazy for them. Yeah. And I, I imagine it also gives you a level of empathy that I think sometimes when someone's gone through that round robin of trying to figure out what's going on with them in our kind of Western medical system that maybe sometimes is lacking or sometimes they're written off as you're fine (laughs) or, you know, there's nothing we can do for you, like suck it up kind of thing. So I imagine that's something that your clients really appreciate as well. Absolutely. It's, they're like, wow, you actually are listening to me. You're not just telling me something. Oh, everything's fine. (laughs) Like, no, it's not fine. It's it's not normal. And and I come I come at them with, you know, different markers to look at. And instead of just, you know, just looking over their blood work and just getting a picture from that instead of just saying, Yep, yeah, everything's normal, I'm like, Oh yeah, well definitely some dysfunction, you know, this is indicating there may be some dysfunction. Let's, you know, let's work on nourishing and they're like, Wow. Like I I just I literally thought I was broken. That's what a client and a core student told me is she said, I 
I just believed I was broken. She was dealing with infertility for 10 years. And after six months of working with me, she got pregnant. But she just was like, what? <laughs> like, just didn't, didn't think that was possible. I have tears in my eyes because like, what a gift. <laughs> oh, what yeah. What a gift for it's that woman. Literally, you know, the best job in the world. I mean, the text messages I get, the the emails I get, just, I'm pregnant. I'm this. My hair's reversing. I'm just like, how was I gifted with this job? <laughs> yeah. So your approach is different, as you mentioned a little bit. So can you tell us a little bit more about why you take the approach you do and what makes it different from maybe some of the other solutions that people with PCOS have tried? Yes, that's a great question. So the different approach that I take is that, like I said, is I don't, like clients will come to me, you know, they'll fill out the new client intake and it has all their symptoms and all their this and all the supplements they're on and blah, blah, blah. And while I do pay attention to that, you know, it it gives me a good picture. I spend a lot of time focusing on them, their story, their stress timeline, their health history. Because when I look at that and I see, oh my gosh, this person has lived a chronic life of stress since the time they were born. I mean, the story, you know, people have just crazy stories and the most depleted ones I see are the ones that have the most stress. And so I was able to start identifying stress in relation to events that happened in their life. So say a dad died and they became really stressed. And then two months later, they're diagnosed with Hashimoto's. And then now they've been trying all these fad diets. They don't know what to do. So now they're stressed because they don't, you know, know the best thing to do, the best supplement to take. They try Googling blah, blah, blah for blah, blah, blah. And it's not working. And instead I can say, okay, well, yeah, we have the, we have your diagnosis right here. That's great. You know, we'll keep those as part of our, our, of our portfolio, but let's focus on your stress and let's focus on how simple this actually is. And so the approach that I take is quite different because everybody just symptom chases, whether in the holistic world or the mainstream medical world, the conventional world, it's all about, okay, this is the symptom. This is what we need for it. And it's the exact same. People think holistic medicine is different. It's not. You go to a naturopath and they just give you a supplement instead of a pharmaceutical or an herb instead of a pharmaceutical. But the thing is, is when we continue to just look at these symptoms and chase those symptoms, all we're doing is suppressing them for the most part. And so instead I say, all right, all of these are rooted in the same fact that you've lost minerals. Since you've lost minerals, now your enzymes are wonky. Since your enzymes are wonky, now your hormones are out of balance. Your thyroid's out of balance. Your adrenal is shot or it's, you know, running on empty. It's just, it just can't function at its optimal level. Now your pulses are down. Now your temperature's down and you're just in this state of just like chronic, ugh. And so instead I say, let's, um, it's going to be the same for every single condition. Let's nourish your cells so your body can heal itself. And that's exactly what all my clients and students do is they heal themselves. I am not a healer. I just am a guide for their healing. And it's really, really cool for them to just empower themselves. And they do, they heal themselves. I'm not doing anything. They're doing all of the work. But you are opening their eyes to what the root causes, not what absolutely. I'm just trying to like, you know, clean the fog off. Just say, here, focus on that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I'm just really blown away by, um, honestly, by by <laughs> the impact that you have for your clients. I just think it's so beautiful. And for someone who's gone through the ringer of trying to figure out what's wrong with them, for you to lift that fog. I think is a, a a wonderful gift because no one likes to be told what to do without understanding what's going on. And I think for your clients to be able to understand, oh, here's the reason, oh, here's the reason why I'm feeling like this, or here's the multiple reasons why I'm feeling like this is just helps. I don't know, things click into place, I guess. Oh my gosh. It just, it validates, you know, like I hear you, you're not crazy. And this isn't all just in your head, as I've heard a lot of my clients will tell me their doctors like, it's all in your head. And they're like, what? Yeah. I mean, you know, when you're not feeling well, right? Exactly. <laughs> and then the other thing that I find so fascinating is that pattern spotting that you did about the stress timeline. Yes. And, you know, I like to think that part of my job is spotting patterns for marketing, but for you to be able to treat so many people who are struggling with some of the same groups of symptoms and be able to pattern spot, I think gives you different insight into what's going on and, and what's, what are some of the contributing factors to why someone's feeling the way they are. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I'm definitely not treating them. I want to be careful with verbiage. And I know you don't mean that either, yeah. but yeah. I just want to make sure I don't get sued over I here. I don't. Now. Sorry. <laughs> but <laughs> yes, it's it's really quite fascinating. And then I'll I'll recommend that they do some kind of emotional freedom technique, which a lot of people are like, that's a quack, whatever. But your cells have memory, you know, like our cells have memories. And if they feel like they're still, you know, under attack or under this chronic stress and not letting go, they're just going to keep burning through that magnesium. They're going to keep burning through that sodium and potassium. And no matter how much you supplement, if you have all these like trapped traumas and emotions, it's, it doesn't matter. Yeah. And isn't that what the whole field of epigenetics is about anyways? Exactly. <laughs> how, how your genes are expressing themselves based on your environment. Exactly. Yep. And a lot of people will focus on genetic defects and this, this, this. And I'm like, we can change ourselves, you know, like we can change them. So I just don't focus too much on things like MTHFR and, you know, all the other genetic defects either. It's all just noise. Interesting. So (laughs) a bunch of noise. Yeah. And why do you think that is? With the, with what? Can you clarify that? Meaning why is there so much, yeah. Why is there so much noise and focus on some of this stuff that maybe just doesn't really make a big difference. Yeah. Well, what I've seen is for what I did, I wanted a diagnosis so bad when I was like in the depths of my just sickness. So I could go and figure out like Google herbs for PCOS or foods for PCOS or a diet for PCOS, lifestyle changes for PCOS, because that's a lot easier. And, you know, a lot of people that are going to be listening to this podcast are type A and they want to figure it out and solve it now based on, you know, what they're doing. And so it was a lot easier for me to get a diagnosis than to just hear like, oh, your cells are dysfunctional. Cause then you're like, what the heck does that mean? <laughs> like, what do I do with that? And, and then when you have a diagnosis, you go and look and you're like, oh, for PCOS, they recommend low carb or they recommend this or for, you know, Hashimoto's, they recommend I, I, there's all these different things. And so instead of, instead of focusing on all of those noisy things, it's like, it's less shiny. It's less glittery to just tell someone your body's just dysfunction. Like it's just malfunctioning. And it's, I guess malfunctioning isn't even a good word. It's, the body is, it's just depleted. So it cannot support you optimally. That's, that's the best way to say it. When we're depleted, we're, we're operating from a state of depletion. And so you're trying to heal, but you're under eating and then you're overworking out and then you're now even more depleted and then you're not going to heal. And so I think long story short, to answer your question, the reason there's so much noise is because noise sells and it's all about money. (laughs) Well, you know, we could make an interesting analogy about the state of the online marketing world for the same reason, right? Um, I think there's a lot of shiny objects that feel like an easier fix. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I remember talking to you years ago. I was looking for that shiny object. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But, you know, it's easier to feel like, oh, Pinterest is going to save, it's going to help me explode my business versus no, there's actually multiple steps, multiple facets to this problem. And it's going to take some real digging and some hard work to get to the other side. And I, I think about the same thing with what you're doing is mm, it's not just about a fad diet. It's not just about one gene mutation. There's a whole puzzle here that we have to put together. And then there's some work on the back end of that. Exactly. Because then it's like, cool, you fixed your blood sugar issues with berberine. But now what about your acne and your hair loss? And like, you're just going after each one. And then all of a sudden you have like hundred supplements in your cabinet and none of them worked. <laughs> yeah. So I'm going to ask you an important clarifying question, I think, but I mistakenly used the word treating and patience. And can you clarify why those aren't the right words to use and, and your role in someone's health journey? Yeah, for sure. So I work with clients and then I I don't treat, I don't diagnose, I don't heal. Those are doctor words. So doctors can do that, but I cannot. And I'm glad that I cannot. Um, it's, it's actually, it's very political and you just have to be sensitive with it. But for me, I I decided not to be as snarky about it and be like, well, I can't treat, I can't heal, blah, blah, blah. I can't diagnose. And instead... I'm like, that's kind of a gift to me because now like I take that off my shoulders and instead, like I said, I guide people and I help them to open their own eyes and I encourage them to advocate for their own health and do their own research and become their own 
doctors or their own healers. But yeah, it just comes down to like for me, my certification, I'm, I'm not a medical doctor. And so I didn't get the big pharma funded, you know, certificates, letters behind my name to be able to go through a Merck manual, look at all your symptoms and give it a name and praise the Lord that I don't have that. I mean, I'm so thankful. And um, so, yeah, that's, that's the main difference is, is that I will spend more than three minutes with you and slap on a diagnosis to all your symptoms <laughs> from the book. And, you know, it for doctors too, like I used to just hate doctors. I thought they were so evil. And the more I've learned is they're just not trained. They're not trained in this. So why in the world can we be upset with them? You know, they're not nutritionally change, uh, trained. They're not mineral. They're not trained on minerals. They're not trained on, you know, all these different dynamics and ratios and how they work with your adrenal and your thyroid. They're trained in symptom management. So if you want to just go and have your symptoms all covered, they're, the, they're a great place to go to. But if you want to get to the root of your condition and it's always rooted in like a nutritional issue, then we shouldn't be going to doctors. That makes a lot of sense. And I appreciate you clarifying that just so everyone's clear who's listening um, what the two different roles are. So Ashley, can you tell us a little more about what your services entail? I know you have this Bare Naked Hormones course. Um, you also work with people one-on-one. So for anyone who's listening that might think, oh, I might be interested in working with Ashley, can you tell them a little more about how they can work with you? Absolutely. I, like you said, I have my course, which is my primary focus. So Bare Naked Hormones was a long time labor of love that I launched last January, right before my baby boy was born. And it's been amazing. We have a private community linked with it and everyone asks their questions and they're asking, you know, how to take liver and all the different things we talk about in the course. And it's become quite an awesome community. And then my, um, my one-on-one services, they're more selective. So there's an application process. You fill out an intake and questionnaire. And I'm basically just seeing, you know, are you, are you willing to do what I'm going to, you know, guide you to do? Cause if you just want a quick fix, I'm not the person for you. And I have no problem denying your request and then referring you on to someone else who works with that. That's all on my website and in my course until 2022, like early 2022 is actually closed. But for all podcasts that I'm doing for the remainder of the year, I'm providing a code just so people can bypass the firewall. So your listeners will get like an exclusive access to be able to bypass the closed door and enter into the course. That was just like a fun little thing I did because I'm actually re-recording the entire thing this week before we move back into our van and travel <laughs> full time again with the baby. But yeah, so that's so one fun. thing. <laughs> so I will be linking that code in the show notes. So if you're interested, make sure to check it out. And so I'm hearing that there's two options for working with you, the course and or one-on-one. And so from your standpoint, who is the course a great fit for? So the course is a great fit for someone who is just getting started and wants, so that it's a completely do it at your own pace. It's, I break it down from the very basics of hormones. Like what is a carb? What is the, you know, but then it also goes way more complex. So whether you're a beginner or you're advanced, the course is great for you. If you're not the kind of person that needs that proverbial handholding. So my one-on-one clients are more of those who want an accountability, essentially, or an accountability partner. <laughs> so that's what they always say. They're like, you're my accountability partner. I'm like, cool. So if you need more one-on-one handholding guidance, then the one-on-one work is fantastic for you. And then we also look over, you know, HTMA results and blood results in there, very specific ones related to iron, magnesium, copper, vitamin A, stuff like that. Um, and then the course is just like fire hose of information that you can take and piece together your own plan based on it. And then, and then it's, it's just really fun. And, and I have the basics program and then I have two long-term packages. So the basics is just like a one-off. We look over your results, kind of get an idea of what's going on and that's it. And then with my long-term packages, they actually include the course in them. So then you also get access to the course and me and the private community because I I have my one-on-one clients go through the course first. So I'm not repeating a bunch of like preliminary information. 
Sure. Plus, they're probably building a stronger foundation so that Absolutely. when you guys are working one on one, they can understand why I'm recommending certain things. Or a lot of it's about the unlearning. Like I don't, I have very limited time, and I, I can't, I don't have the time to sit and and try to like convince someone of all these things. That's not my job. That's not my interest. And so they go through, they can start forming their own opinions and then they can better understand why I'm recommending the things I'm recommending. Absolutely. I mean, you're really just helping someone empower themselves to make better decisions. Okay. So Ashley, I think, (laughs) I think I know the answer to this question, having known you for so long and then quietly following along your journey on social media, but I might be wrong, but why, why did you start this business and what inspired you to create it? Hmm. Yeah, I started Simplistic because I was really sick. And the real reason I started it is because family members who were following me as thinking I was healthy, which I was not, by the way, wanted all the recipes that I kept sharing. And um, instead of like continuing to just send them by text over and over again, I created a blog and then I created the Instagram and just kind of started documenting my healing journey. And it's really funny because at that time I wouldn't have said it was my healing journey. I don't think I, I feel like I thought I was, you know, maybe doing what was right, but I didn't know, but I, I came from a Totino's diet, um, Totino's pizza, Nesquik strawberry milk and cosmic brownies. So of course I was doing better <laughs> eating organic, switching to what I thought then was healthy plant-based and, you know, all these different things. And so it was really just a creative outlet for me because I love to build community and share things. And, you know, I like to go on video and be very personal with people and personable. So that's why Simplistic started. And I had no idea what it would form into. It was just a fun little thing that I did. And then I remember like brands started reaching out to work with me and I was like, what? And then clients wanted to work with me. So I was charging $20 (laughs) to work with clients and I would go to their house for like three hours and help them detox their pantry and whatever. And I would charge them 20 bucks. It was so funny. So Simplistic has evolved and it's really, it's really awesome to see what it's become. And the people that are still here, like what? Almost eight years later. (laughs) Yeah. So amazing. So I just love that evolution because sometimes we start creating something. We don't realize what it's going to turn into, you know, and what started as sharing recipes for some family members turned into this amazing thing where you get to help people heal themselves and, you know, have, have babies, which I think is the greatest gift in the world. Yes. Amazing. Okay. So, you know, you have this really interesting what my husband would call his dream, (laughs) dream Mm -hmm. lifestyle, but he's a pilot. So we can't (laughs) do the same things you guys are doing, but maybe you could just share a little more too about what having this business has also enabled you to do from a lifestyle standpoint. Cause I think you have this really beautiful life that you've created with you, your husband and your little one, new little one, new ish little one Mm -hmm. that is maybe off the beaten path might be the right way to describe it. I'm not sure what the right way to describe it is, but not your traditional path, if you will. Absolutely. I love this question because I love sharing this with people and people will be like, well, you guys are just living, you know, your dream lifestyle, doing whatever you want to do. And how did that happen? And I'm like, we built this. (laughs) Me and my husband spent, I don't know, three or three or yeah, three years building this lifestyle for ourselves, building the independence and investing and working our booties off, um, trying to be able to live the lifestyle that I'm about to talk about. And, and now we, you know, so we lived in a van and we traveled for two years and simplistic was, you know, it was a thing, but it wasn't super big and successful then. And so we were like scrounging and really poor, but we were still living the van life. (laughs) And, um, and then my husband was just working odd jobs. He'd go work at like a private beach club and, you know, we do seasonal jobs wherever we were. And simplistic was, you know, would get some partnerships from brands. That was like my primary income for probably close to two years was just brand work. And that wasn't my passion, but it's what got the job done. And then as I started kind of uncovering more of what I wanted, what my passion was, I mean, there were so many times that I wanted to throw the towel in on Simplistic. I was just like, I'm done. It's a waste of my time. Like you said, I was chasing all the shiny marketing things, trying to do this and that and all these things and nothing was happening. And, and then we were in the van until we were until I was seven months pregnant. 
And so we were in there for most of my pregnancy. Then we moved into our house here out in the woods, had the baby at home, and then sold our van because it only had two seats in it. So we looked for a long time for another van, finally found one after giving up on it. (laughs) And now I'm just staring at it right now. We're building it out. We're getting the baby boy's seat installed in it um, next week. And then we're just going to hit the road again and see how van life with the baby is. And we're at this place now where we're more financially stable than we've ever been in our entire marriage. And it's so incredible. We get to bless others. We get to give out of our abundance. We get to, you know, just buy our thing, buy ourselves. We're very minimalist. So when I say like buy nice things, I'm talking about like buy a new car instead of our like really old beater that made you feel like you got out of an airplane after time you, after you drove every time. So it was so loud. <laughs> but all of this was, I mean, I remember the conversation that we had many years ago and I don't know if you do too, but it was very like, I was, I was thinking like, what's next? How can I, what, but how do I do this? How do I do that? And I just remember you being like, like you didn't give me the answers that I wanted at that point. Cause I wanted like this shiny thing. And you're like, no, just, you know, keep it simple and focus on building and, and serve your audience. And I was just like, what? But that's what I did. And, and then <laughs> it was after I got pregnant is when my business exploded because that was my social proof, as I'm sure you talk about. And I know you talk about in media is holy cow. We've been following Ashley for this long and she's finally pregnant. The course blew up. The ebook blew up. My one-on-one list like grew exponentially. And now there's like an over 100 wait list. It was just absolutely nuts. And it was because I nurtured my business and I stopped focusing on the shiny things and started focusing on actually helping people, giving away so much free information. So people would think, holy cow, if she gives this for free, like, what is she going to do when I pay her? And, and that's kind of now the lifestyle that we live. We backpack all the time. We're always like messing with our family because we'll call them in the middle of the day and they're like, we're at work. We're like, oh yeah, we we're just going to see if you wanted to, you know, take an impromptu trip to the coast to go hiking or <laughs> whatever. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. Well, I just, I've loved watching your journey. I know it's never easy to build something from scratch and to design your work around your life versus your life around your work. But I think you've done a really good job of that. And I have, I always have to say that slowly because I, (laughs) I confuse the two, (laughs) which one's which I have to say it slowly. So I'm saying it right. But I think you guys have been really intentional about everything you've done. And I'll say sometimes it takes time to explode your business because you're not sure what direction you're going to focus on or what people are going to gravitate most. And it sounds to me like that became apparent once you got pregnant. Absolutely. Because I was like trying to teach people all these times and this, 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 but all the things we did never really felt right. We were just doing them because we thought we had to. And then finally, I found this idea of nourishment. And I'm like, huh, what a wild idea. (laughs) And then people were like, hmm. And now people like my clients will text me and they're like, my husband is so stoked that I have milk and orange juice in the fridge. That's like all he cares about. (laughs) Yeah. And I... I think sometimes we want to skip over what it takes to figure out that idea, but we only get there by talking to many, many, many of our target audience. You know what I mean? I don't think you would have gotten there without doing all the work that you did. No, and I was constantly like surveying them. What do you need? What do you want? What can I create for you? It was like polls after polls, question box, question box. Just how can I serve you best? Creating freebies on that, blog content on that. And now I know you know, who my audience is. And that's who I serve. And it's really awesome. Amazing. So I'm going to ask you a few questions about that, because there's a couple marketing assets that I particularly want to highlight, because I know you do them so well. But you have, first of all, this really great social media presence, specifically on Instagram, where I think you do a fabulous job, presumably, um, I'm making assumptions, but getting in front of new people and like, as you said, serving them stellar content where it's just mind-blowingly high quality, like there's no fluff in there and it's all for free. So I think that really helps someone start to know you, like you and trust you so that they're ready to move down to the next step in the customer journey. Yes. 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 Yeah. That's super important just to give people a taste of what you do and give it a, just People are so afraid to give it away. And, you know, there's obviously a balance with that. I'm not saying like create a course and give it away for free, but create 
something that's really helpful and really is going to help someone. And they'll remember that forever and they'll refer you and then they'll refer you and they'll share about you and you are helping them. And, and it's like all confirming to what you want to be doing. So yeah, absolutely. Just, just nourishing that audience and, and people are get so obsessed with like follower count and stuff. And I always tell people like, if you have 500 followers, like, could you imagine being in a room with 500 people and talking to them? Like that's a lot of people. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I spoke in front of a room of 500 people four or five years ago, and I still have business coming on the back end of that engagement. Like speaking to 500 people is nothing to laugh about. And I agree that sometimes people get too caught up in like, do I have 10,000 followers? Do I have 100,000 followers? Like that's, you don't need 100,000 followers for most businesses in order to have a really profitable profitable business on the back end of your social media following. Oh yeah. Like my, my course. So my first launch, I had less than 5,000 followers, I think. And I made $15,000 in three days. So, oh my gosh, you know what? Like, I just like to throw out those numbers out there because people are so obsessed with like, I need 20,000 followers. I need, you know, a hundred thousand followers. And I'm like, no, if you have an engaged audience and you have them ready and you talk about it and you, you know, have good marketing, you're just fine. And, and are you creating something that's actually going to help someone? Because if you're doing it all just for money, I mean, it, for me, I can't, I couldn't do that. Some people do it, you know, whatever. But it, you can be hugely successful while helping people. And then the numbers are just like, wow, amazing. Yeah. And I think when you come from a place of service, it's become something that's more of a joy to create rather than like feeling burnt out on your social media all the time. Cause you're like, Oh God, I got to create another post, you know, which is something I hear often. And if you're not coming from a place of service, then I think it can feel tiring like that. I mean, it can feel tiring to everyone, but feel more tiring. Oh my gosh. Yeah. I can't imagine just like what a drain <laughs> to just be like, Oh, content. <laughs> like I, this sucks, but no, it's never, it never, it never feels like that for me. And the other thing I want to highlight about your social media is While you do share part of your personal life, you've been very selective about what you do and don't share. And I think that's really important for our listeners to hear because sometimes I think people feel like, oh gosh, if I'm going to be successful on social media, I have to share my entire life. And I don't necessarily agree with that, that that's true. I think you pick and choose the things you're willing to share and you also have some topics that are off limits. Absolutely. Yeah. For instance, my baby No matter how many times I've been asked, like every single time I do a question box, someone says, are you going to share your baby? What's his name? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, no, I'm not. Maybe someday, but as of now, no. You, I mean, for safety reasons, you need to be private. Like I will, I never, ever share. Like if I'm at a grocery store shopping, doing a food haul or whatever, that doesn't get uploaded until at least like two days later, because I don't want people knowing where I am. That's creepy. And there's a bunch of creepers. And then like, you have to also remember when you see someone on Instagram, like you're seeing very small snippets of their life. And it's just funny because a lot of times like coming from the creator standpoint, you'll be like, oh my gosh, they're seeing everything. But you're seeing hardly any of their life. And you know what they decide to share with you, they can. But for me, I don't share you know, a lot of things for safety reasons, because people are weird. And I don't share my little boy because, again, people are weird. And I don't want his picture ending up places that it shouldn't be. And that's degrading. And that's, that's part of my sacred life at home. And you don't owe that to anyone. And I think that's what's really important. People feel like, almost like they have to share everything with everyone for some reason. And I think that is so far from the truth. Like you choose what you share and you say no when you don't want to. I have no no hard time saying no. <laughs> and so um, when people ask, oh, can I see your baby? If it's someone that's been following me for years and I know them, we'll meet up or I'll send them a picture of him on email or his name or, you know, whatever. But just always remembering that you do not have to share. I mean, you don't have to share anything if you don't want to about your personal life. And my brand is very personal. Like I am my brand. Yep. And I still have, you know, very private, private parts of my brand. And people know that, like I did a, a, one of those, like name something you, or say something you think you know about me on Instagram. And, and several people said, you're very open with us, but you're also very private. And we respect that because 
people just give away too much, like in so many different senses and people, you know, honor that. And it, it just reminds them, I think that this is the interwebs, like it's freaky. It's not very controlled. And yeah, you just, you share what you want to share (laughs) and you don't owe anything to anyone else. Amazing. Thank you for explaining that better than I ever could. (laughs) Okay. You also have these two from my standpoint, what kind of helps qualify people who are um, coming your way and moves them from follower or somewhat interested into the next step? So you have this great pro metabolic freebie. I said that right, right? Yes. <laughs> pro metabolic freebie. And you also have the client intake application for anyone who's interested in one on one. And I love that it allows you to identify who is raising their hand and saying, yes, I'm interested in learning more. Yeah, I think another really important thing for um, business owners to take away is that a lot of times, and this was something that I dealt with in the beginning, like I didn't want to niche down or niche down, however you say it, because I was afraid I'd miss out on people or I wouldn't reach everyone. And it, I mean, that plagued me for years, I feel like. And then I was finally like, I don't want to reach everyone. I don't want everyone to like what I have to say. And so I'm very, very bold and just very straightforward with a lot of things. And I create those freebies as a way to filter people out. You know, like, yeah, you get, you get the freebie, you get on my email list. And then right after you get a, do you want to unsubscribe or are you still crazy enough to like me? Like people will, will message me on Instagram and say, Oh my gosh, I followed you because of your hot chocolate recipe. And I will literally respond and like, I love your page and I'll respond to them and I'll say, well, make sure you scroll through the rest of my content before you follow me because you might not like what you're getting. And I think it's really important to just be very selective in the sense of also who is coming to you and to filter them. Like on my question questionnaire for my clients, I ask things very like specific questions like how teachable are you? And do you expect to fix whatever's going on with you with just diet? Like I'm feeling them out. I'm seeing where they're coming from because I don't want to, I don't want to deal with someone I don't want to deal with. And that sounds like horrible maybe, but if you're stuck in your ways and you're not open to listen and you're not willing to unlearn, I don't want to work with you. And that's just the way it is. And I have a policy with my clients for that as well. They sign it. Like if you're just, you know, stick in the mud and you're not willing to do what I'm, you know, recommending because I know it works. And then you're getting upset. This doesn't, this has never happened to me, by the way. But if, if you're getting upset because things aren't changing and you're not doing anything, like our time together is done because I'm, I'm not going to waste my time and I don't want you to waste your time. And it makes it to where, like I just said, that's never happened to me. That's why it's never happened to me because I'm very, very selective about who works with me. And same in the course, like if you're just being a jerk, I will rip you out of that Facebook group faster than you would even know it. Like, I just will not deal with any of that, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think sometimes when you're earlier on, it's hard because you can feel like I need to take every job that comes my way. But as you do it longer and longer, you realize there is beauty in attracting the right people and repelling the wrong people. And I'm not saying the wrong people necessarily because they're difficult to work with, but also just because you're not the right person for them. Like Ashley, you mentioned earlier, you know, some, some other specialist might be a better fit for them based on what they're struggling with and you'll refer out. So I think understanding who you really can create transformation for and who you can't is a, is a beautiful thing. Absolutely. Yeah. That's, that's perfectly said because we're, you know, everyone's not for everyone and that's just fine. (laughs) And in the beginning it is harder because like you said, you want to take everything, but if there could be one thing, you know, that you take away from this, that's one of the shinies is just accepting everyone, but that, that came out wrong. You should be nice and accept everyone in that kind of way, but like taking (laughs) everyone on as your client or taking anyone on to do this project or whatever, whether you're a graphic designer or a nutritionist or a, you know, car salesman or a babysitter, like you should be very, just be selective and that will help you, you know, to narrow down and who you want to work with. Absolutely. Okay. And then the last piece that you already hinted at, but you talk about this um, amazing blog you have and you have an email list and you create all this amazing content. 
for them. Presumably that keeps you top of mind so that when you're ready to open up your course for enrollment or do a promotion for your one-on-one work, you have a list of people to reach out to. Is that right? Absolutely. Email list is so important, guys. A lot of times, you know, we'll focus on Instagram, Pinterest, blah, blah, blah. We own none of those things. And you can, even if you don't own like ConvertKit or whatever mail provider you're using, you can download your email list, you know, every quarter or however often you want to. And then you have all those contacts. But if Instagram goes down, like if Instagram went down, 13,000 followers of mine, just buy. See ya. But I have so many of them on my email list that I could be like, hey, what's up? What's going on? You know, and that is peace of mind. And it's also more intimate. You can, you know, you send them deals before, like if I have a deal on my course or they get a lot more nurturing than just random people on my Instagram. Um, Like I still, you know, have a really good community on Instagram and a lot of them are really engaging and whatever, but People on my email list are super engaging. They're replying. I'm asking them questions. They're giving me feedback. It's just a really fantastic tool. Um, if you're doing affiliate marketing, absolutely wonderful. You're sending them a direct link. It's less noisy than social media, less distractions. And you can see a lot of success, you know, with launches for different things, whether you're whatever field you're in. It's just really important that you have an email list. I could not agree more. So Ashley, you've been super generous with your time and sharing kind of the behind the scenes of what you're doing. Um, If you had to give one piece of advice to another business owner who's working on building and growing their business, what might that be? I would say the number one thing that I love and do often still, no matter how small I was to having more followers or, you know, community members is to collaborate with other people who you enjoy, who you learn from, who you aspire, you know, to be, reach out to them. Most people are so super nice. And if they're not, you know, they'll just be like, no, I'm not collaborating with you. And you say, okay. But finding people within, whether, even if it's not in your niche to collaborate with. So if there's a marketer that you love and, and you just, Hey, we should do a giveaway or, Hey, do you want to go live with me? Or Maybe we can, you know, do an IGTV together or maybe we can do whatever it may be. I think collaboration is so much fun and just having a plan behind it though. Like don't just go on this weird like messaging spree to everyone and don't be stingy about it. Like you're only doing it to try to gain followers or, you know, benefit yourself from it. Like when I collaborate with people and do a giveaway with them or something, you will never see in my requirements to enter the giveaway. Like you have to follow me and blah, blah, blah. It just is like, follow them. Because again, like I said, I'm very selective of who I want even following me. So I don't want a bunch of people following me randomly just because of a giveaway. So, you know, just find those people, whether it's online or whether it's in person, do classes, meet with them, hang out with them, collaborate with them and go big. Like if you love REI, reach out to REI and say, Hey, can we do a giveaway with my audience or whatever it may be? I think collaboration is really incredible. And there's so many different ways you can collaborate that it's literally possible for everyone. Like right now we're collaborating on this podcast. (laughs) Yeah, it's very meta. And you just ran a giveaway with Root and Bones. And that's a great example of this. So I'm going to make sure to link that in the show notes so you can see what Ashley's talking about in terms of the collaboration and kind of the qualification she does in that language about I'm not on the hunt for people to follow just so they can win something. So yeah, like, please don't follow. (laughs) (laughs) I think that's really great advice, Ashley. And I think it can really help accelerate your growth because you're getting exposed to other people's audiences. But I think sometimes people feel a little nervous about putting themselves out there in that kind of way and getting rejected. Do you have any tips on how you kind of got over that? Yeah. If that was um, even an issue for you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, a, I don't really have a problem with rejection. I'm just like, okay, cool, whatever. Chat later. But um, confidence is so important if you want to thrive in your business, because if you don't believe in what you're doing and in your mission and your goal, nobody else is going to because it's very, very apparent. (laughs) So I would just say, even if when you reach out, like you're human and they're human too. So I would say things like, like, I remember I reached out one time to someone who I think had like 300,000 followers and I had like 300 and I'm like, 
Hey, I know that I'm just, you know, I know I have a small following. I know you have a big following. This isn't about the following. I just really think that um, either I could provide some insight to your community or you could provide some insight to my community. Would you be willing to do X, Y, and Z? And a lot of times if they say no, it's not personal at all. It's because they have, you know, they're smart in their business and they may not see that there's a big enough return on investment or like whether that's time or money, whatever. Um, so you don't take it personally and, and then, you know, just keep up, find people and connect with them and message them often, reply to their stories and kind of become a part of their life. And then before you know it now, you know, they're referring to you like, Oh, this is my friend or my friend has this ebook or whatever. And it's really cool. It's really beautiful. So just, I, I know it's easier said than done, but like, don't fear the rejection. And if you get the rejection, just keep on, like, don't be embarrassed. Don't, don't stop. Just, just keep doing it. They don't care. Like they're not, they're not like, Oh my gosh, this person reached out to me. They don't care. (laughs) They just said, no, I don't have time for that. And that's completely fine. Love that. So Ashley, where can people go to find you online and check out what you're doing and see some of the amazing things that we talked about on this episode today? You can find me on basically all social media, website, anything online is simplistic. I decided to make my business name really complicating, but it's basically simple, holistic, but the simple has no E. So that's across the board, Instagram, my blog. Um, I have lots of freebies on my blog, whether, you know, they're all health related because that's kind of what I focus on. And then there's Pinterest. You can see my van life on there. (laughs) There's, if you just type in simplistic online, you know, tons of stuff will pop up because I've gotten in the SEO. So that's fun. Amazing. And I will include all those links in the show notes in case there's, um, you accidentally spell simplistic not the right way. (laughs) Um, So make sure to check that out. And thank you, Ashley, so much for your time. Yeah. Thanks, Lauren, for having me. Heck yeah. You just finished another episode of the Marketing That Generates podcast. I hope you found a few takeaways that you can put into action right away. If you want more on today's episode, head over to marketingthatgenerates.com for show notes, links, bonus resources, and related episodes. Plus, if you're looking to connect with other amazing business owners just like you, be sure to join my free community. You can get access at marketingthatgenerates.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll meet you back here next week.